the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we're talking savings investments in your retirement. As always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, our show is about building up wealth, understanding the world today, and, 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 and where do we go from here? Uh, how, how do you how do we build up wealth? Uh, you know, we, we talked about this for uh, you know this uh, show has been running uh, for almost 15, 14, 15 years in that range. Uh, we, we started out the show, Max Out Saving Show, to encourage people to save money, to build up wealth. Our, our motto and our philosophy was to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. Save aggressively, and yet, and, and, and invest it conservatively. And so you have to have an invest, an aggressive plan to, to, to save money, and then you conservatively invest it over the long term. Retirement is a is a long term deal. It's it, it's it's a you know a thirty year deal. Uh, it, it's uh, for many people out there, it, it, and and it could be longer. And so during that time frame, for many cases, that's how much time people spent building up their wealth. And, and so they have to understand that, and they have to plan plan for for retirement, and they have to plan. You know, there's different types of plans. You can put away ten percent minimum minimum. That's our our goal for everybody. Plus the company match. The actual number, if you save about thirteen percent of your total income, uh, that that the research has shown that gets you for retirement. People save ten percent. We do because there's typically a company match. Uh, some people they don't have good plans. I, I was talking to someone uh, the other day. They don't have a plan. And, and they, they, they were contracted. One of the things they did is they, they were able to pay off their house already. They weren't that, they were pretty young and, and, and so uh, middle aged. So they paid off their house. Well, that, that's one way. So, and, you know, now I suggest that they start putting away more cash, you know, in four, and make an IRA or try to create a SEP IRA uh, to, to try to put away the savings there. But 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 you have to have a, a plan, and you have to help to aggressively follow the plan. And, and the reason why we talk so much about the ten percent is just because it, it's idiot proof. I mean, you just put away the money, and, and you know, no matter what happens, the money goes into it into your plan. And and so even if you have a financial crisis, people tend not to take money out of their four hundred one k plans, and and it just happens every month. Even if they're short, they they don't realize it. They tend to forget that the money came out ahead of time in their four hundred one k plan. So it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And people are really starting to save. When we started the show, the savings rate was around 1%. It was extraordinary. They had some months it was close to zero. And, and, and it was a savings crisis. Recently, you know, the savings rate has bumped up. It's gotten, in, in, you know, closer to 8%. And it hit 8% some in, in 19, and it was dropping a little bit. And the pandemic struck. And uh, the savings rate has probably averaged about 18% during the pandemic, which is extraordinary. I mean, people understand the need to save money and, and, and build up wealth. And, and, and we're seeing, I mean, even now, uh, the savings rate is, is over, I, I think it's, uh, I don't have the most recent number, 10 12%, 13%. Uh, but may, actually, I do hear, I wrote it down, 12.4% savings rate for May. I mean, this is with the economy reopening. There hadn't been any stimulus since March, and people are still putting away money, which is exciting. And, and, and so, so so people are getting the need to save money and build up wealth. Now we have an epic battle. We have really, 
uh, these are extraordinary times. We live through the pandemic, which quite frankly, you know, they talk about this is the first time we've ever seen a pandemic. I was just reading something, you know, uh, it's like, no, this is not almost exactly 100 years ago. We had another pandemic in 1918, you know, pandemic. It's just It's just non-existent in, in, the, in the United States today. I mean, it's like, oh, this is the first time we've ever seen this. I mean, it's like, no, it's like climate change. Uh, this is the worst, you know, worst whatever in 30 years. Well, uh, look, at, look at a timeline for more than 30 years when the weather, you've got to be looking at two, three, four, five hundred year time frames. In some cases, we, a lot of cases, we don't have that. In other parts of Europe, we do have that. And, 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 but but, but, but it, it's just... People's inability to uh, a reason and, and think just amazes me. An interesting story on that. And we'll get over to investing it and really where we're we going from here in a minute. Harvard University, the smart at home of the smart. The, I mean, they're coming utterly. The kids go through harm, go there, you know, today they they living like putting up. It was today. And to graduate, they come in, a, you know, for your graduate, your, your exam, toss a fish out on the table, a fish. Okay. So they have to explain what they are, just what type of fish, tell me everything you can about this fish. And that person has to to think in reason, to figure out what was with that fish. If they didn't have the ability to think or reason, they, they were not allowed to graduate from Harvard. I mean, as simple as the test that, it is it, it, an important thing where we This is the problem. Yeah, and so people don't understand. Hey, yeah. And so they, they, they understand, they don't look through past history in the future. Battle. Inflation. The other camp says, look, this is translated by the Federal Reserve, by, by some of the big, uh, you know, the big investment banks like Goldman Sachs and PIMCO and others that say, look, this is just transitory. And, 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 they, and so what's happened is, is since about March or uh, March, the interest rates have been falling, you know, inflation. We got a 5% CPI number in uh, 5% CPI number. I'm going to repeat that in, in May. Extraordinary. Nothing to see here. This is transitory. People are going to get back to work, and you know we got a month or two of this, maybe three, and then the inflation goes back to under under two percent. Deflation. We're going to get deflation, and 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 obviously a couple thoughts on that. Uh, look, there's a huge camp that believes this. That this ten year dropping the way it is says that there's a lot of people that sue. I, there's the, one of the dangers we have in this country right now is. Is the, 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 a lot of the investment banks, the big fund companies, they're afraid to go against the government. They're afraid to say anything. Uh, you know, Joe Biden wants to put this massive six trillion dollar spending program in. Uh, the big, you know, uh, a, a, a World War II type of spending program, a World War II type of spending program, percentage of GDP. We're in, in the face of an opening economy. Uh, falling unemployment, massive job openings, shortages of workers everywhere, and inflation. 
So that that's clearly insanity. So if, if the investment banks come out and say, hey, Wall Street says, look, this is ridiculous. We're going to get inflation. What are you doing here? They're, gonna, they, they're, they're worried they're going to get, they're, you know, they're, they're going to lose favor with the government. They might not get some contracts for, you know, the new Green New Deal things. They're worried that, you know, the government might investigate them for something. And so they're afraid to say anything. So it's harder and harder to get the people to speak the truth. It particularly the, 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 the because these big banks, I mean, Wall Street has a vested interest in going along with the administration and not telling the truth. And, and, and I think we have this today. Some of them are starting to come out and say this. And, and you're starting to see some very, very smart people going, whoa, wait a minute here. What about this inflation over here? It, you know, what's going on here? It, it, we, look, we think this inflation is going to – it's going to be. We agree with the Federal Reserve. It's transitory. The difference between us and the Federal Reserve is we've reviewed history, and most all inflations are transitory, including the hyperinflation in Germany. I'm going to repeat: the hyperinflation in Germany was transitory. Now it wiped out the entire country, wiped out everybody's savings, but then it went away. So nothing to see here. You're like, wait a minute, these people were destroyed, and so. What we, our research says two and a half years. Now, I, I want to cover a few things here. There's, there's a number of reasons that, that this, this, this is happening here. With, with the, I mean, there's a number of inflationary things. We, we talked about our spending during the COVID. We had to ramp up spending in the United States percentage of GDP to World War II levels last year, which, hey, it was a national emergency. You got to do what you got to do. We spent 30 to 40 percent or more percentage GDP than any other country in the world. So we're spending money like crazy. So so the economy, we had to do that. Well, the Federal Reserve flooded the system with money. Uh, their, their, their balance sheet went up over 80%. Uh, our deficit level skyrocketed over tw- uh, $28 trillion worth of debt in the country. Uh, and we want, we're going to go into set two or $3 trillion worth of debt more this year if, if, if uh, Joe Biden gets his way. This is going to be inflationary. But, but it's worse than that because what we're seeing is a massive buildup of, 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 of money in the country. We've been talking about a long-term theory we have that ultimately all these dollars that, that are printed, particularly after the 2008 and 2009 uh, uh, financial crisis, was all up in the stratosphere. It was all all up in the investment banks, the insurance companies. They all got bailed out, and so that money swirled in the wealthy, swirled around the economy at the top of the the stratosphere. It's now precipitating. It's it, 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 I call it either flashing, like it's blowing up and spinning, or it's raining down throughout the economy. And and, and we talked in the show. I cannot tell you. I mean, I'm shocked. How many ancillary stories about real estate? I mean, uh, you would not believe some of the stories I'm hearing on real estate. But, but it's not even that you know the house went on uh, on sale for four thirty; it would sold for four sixty. That's happening all over the country. It's like people are we're looking to buy a half a billion dollars worth of apartments. We're looking to buy a billion dollars worth of apartments. We're looking to buy fifty ranches. I mean, these are the type of things I'm hearing from super wealthy people. And that what that means is people are concerned and. They're starting to spend the money. They're becoming concerned. But it's, it's so the wealthy have huge amounts of money, but it's not just them. It, it's everywhere out there. It, 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 there yeah, Bank America has done some pretty good work on this. It, and, and, and what we've seen is, is there's an enormous amount of money out there. As we talked about, the savings rate before the crisis is about 80%, 8%. It's averaged about 18%. Okay, this is there's two schools of thought in this. If if you just ration, if you just normalize what the normal savings rate trend is over time with the money, it, it adds up to an extra 2.3 trillion dollars in savings through the COVID. 2.3 trillion dollars in the savings. Now understand, this is a about a 22 trillion dollar economy, give or take. Uh, this is an enormous amount of money. But but they, but but they. They, 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 so this money is out there, and, they, and then they have, and they, and they looked at it another way too. What they did is, is they 
looked at, at other things like the M2. That is also up to Tennessee. Tell you what, I'm up here against a break. I want to expand upon this because we understand, look, what is this inflation going away here in a couple months, nothing to see here, or something else going on? This is the story for investing uh, going forward. We have to understand it because the world is fundamentally changing. And, and, and what 30 years of deflation is coming to an end. We're going to explain why right after this break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you're nobody's business or your front page news, folk cry country on Delta Blues. Tell your truth however you choose and do it all for the sake of the song. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Max Health Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, you can always give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. I'd be happy to answer your questions or comments. Uh, talk about the savings rate, uh, 18% uh, percent average sort of thing. Massive buildup of, of funds out there. Now, there was another way to look at this. We just talked about if, if you if you just, there's a savings rate, how much people have in savings, and, 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 there, and, and there's, a, there's a, uh, a, a chart of it. And the chart kind of goes through on, <coughs> on trend, looks at the trend. And so the trend, we're about $2.3 trillion above trend. There's another way to look at this. If you look at the M2 which is your checking savings money market. If you again, if you look at M2 versus M2 trend, this is again the long-term trend we're talking about. It's up about 3.5 trillion dollars. Okay, that's a lot of money. Now, and again, our economy 21 trillion somewhere in there, give or take. Economy. This is a lot of money in savings. And so, what uh, what does this mean? It means that any way you look at this. The, uh, that there's an enormous amount of money on the sidelines and, and, and that it has to go somewhere. Because keep in mind, right now, the money markets are close to zero. If you're, you're waiting for some opportunity and you're just parking the money, but if you're long-term sitting on the money at that level, you're, you're gonna, we just said we had a 5% CPI, you're getting zero. Uh, you, know, we, we, you, know, you, you go into a CD and it's a quarter of a point, if you're lucky, for a year. Five percent, quarter of a point, five percent. So uh, this is a big problem, and, and so there's a real danger. The Fed is way behind. The Fed is, is misreading this economy terribly. They they become captive politically to the Biden administration that wants to spend an enormous amount of money using mon- monetary theory, and this is a recipe for disaster. I mean, because these are very high levels. Uh, this, by the way, keep in mind. That spending, the spending was up 20%. Uh, let me see. Uh, spending's 20% higher. I mean, we, we, right now than it was two years ago. I mean, because because we're reopening, so they're spending money. We still had a 12. We still had a, a 12.4% savings rate. So this money's out there. So it's, it's the, okay. So if the inflation is just transitory. It's going to go away in a couple months. Well, we're assuming that it's just that 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 
spend is just going to die out. In, in look, the stimmy checks, yes, but we we talked about with the stimulus checks, enormous. I've seen some forty, some in some cases seventy percent of the people in some of the later stimmy checks invested the money. So it's there. So they have all this money. They're just now getting out to spend. I mean, if you haven't been to the airport recently, it's a nightmare. Uh, I mean, they're just packed with people. And so they people haven't traveled for over a year, and now they're trying to get to travel. they got a lot more money right now, so they're traveling. If you go at a hotel room uh, out there right now, it's extraordinary. I, you know, I was up in Austin uh, last week, and I, 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 I told someone I had to go. I, I was driving back and forth between a couple of different places. So look, I'm just going to get a hotel room. Uh, it was $200 a night for a hotel room. I ended up driving out and, and staying at a place we had out there because I was like, this. It, it was like a pretty big drive to get out there. But I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pay $240 or whatever it is after I pay all the taxes. But it, 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 it's amazing. And, and so, so the spending is there. But what you understand is the, the reason we're bringing all this spending, it's either $2.3 trillion extra savings or 3.5, depending on how you – that money is out there. Now, a lot of that money is going to be saved for retirement, but a lot of it's going to get spent. Well, it can't get spent uh, – it, you know, it, it can't get spent uh, in the next month or two. It's going to get spent over time, and, and this is the thing. And uh, uh, Jennifer, do we have any calls? Not yet. Okay, we're good. Okay, uh, it, it, it's going to get spent, and so, but it's not just that. You said, well, Ted, eventually this, but there's another a number of of very major trends that 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 that, that are telling us that that the thirty plus year, you know, inflation peaked in in, in eighty one, eighty two. Uh, it's gone down pretty much straight down to zero uh, over the last. 40 years, 35, probably 35 years, and it's kind of was bottoming. It's really straight. And people forget, in, in 2019, before the pandemic, the inflation was already starting to go up. Labor markets were already getting tight, 3.5% unemployment. Remember that? Record uh, record uh, uh, employment for women, African Americans, all types of Hispanic, everybody. And so we were – that trend was already starting. Inflation trend was ending already. Well, this is just – now, so we got we got a number of trends. We got two two to three point five trillion dollars of extra spending. Okay, uh, we have pent up demand from a year's worth of, of of slowdown in spending. We have this is a bit we have reshoring of supply chains because of China and because of the COVID, where people are realizing that that they have they they're going to have to separate their supply chains out out because many corporations look. If, the easiest thing in the world is to be a private equity guy and buy a company. Here's what you do. It's real simple. You buy the company. You lever the company up. You raise prices on everybody. You, you shut down your factories, and you move production to China. So you save 10 or 20% on, on manufacturing, and you've raised the price, and you make a bunch of money. Or if you've got two factories in the United States, you close one factory, and, 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 you, and, and, and you sit there, and it doesn't give you any excess manufacturing capacity, but you maximize profits. Your job is to hit those quarterly numbers, and you've got to do it. You, got to, you want to get it. You want to flip the company and get out. So, so that, it, it, that is easy. I mean, it's a running joke. I talk to the friends of mine that, that own companies. I talk to people higher levels in companies. It's almost the same thing when the private equity guys come in. It's every single time. It's exactly quality. You know, this one told me yesterday. Uh, yeah, price goes up, quality goes down. And, and, and they're, they're short-term investors. You know, it, it was someone told me, hey, we can, we, we can dominate this whole industry, and, and these people are just going for profit right now because they just want to flip it. But so – so all, all these and all these big companies out there, they they, they, they did not want to sit there. They, they didn't want any excess capacity because that costs you money. If you you know if you could if if you're if you, if you got two factories and they're running you know they're running and you can kind of consolidate. You got extra capacity. If you can consolidate. Say let's say you got three factories. You consolidate to two. You you push up your manufacturing there and you just in time manufacturing and everything. And, and you don't really have excess capacity, but what do you care? So. But, but you save money and you shut down a factory, and your your costs are going down. And the key is reduction in your cost. Okay, that's all you're going to look at. So, 
here's the problem. Well, all of a sudden, what do we say uh, in January of, of, of 2020? COVID virus is over there. What is the COVID virus? Nobody even knew what the coronavirus was at the time. We said, hey, China shut down 80% of their manufacturing capacity. This is a disaster. 80% of our raw ingredients for drugs in the United States were now shut out of. This is a danger and a threat. Well, every company was looking at the same thing going, oh, my God, everything we got is in China. If it goes down, we're toast. So they're moving factories to Vietnam, to Mexico, all over the United States, lots coming back to the United States. Well, this is inflationary. This costs money to do this. It's more expensive, but it's got to get done. So, 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 so we have these factories coming back to the United States that adds further demand to, to, the, to the system. Yo, you, you want to hear, how would you like to be running these tech companies? business. Okay. You don't think you don't is happening out there. So it's a scribble Okay, they're scrambling this is a and hey we gotta get this done. So take another thing. Right? Can I quick find two or three months, you know, the public's going to get this. Wait a minute. After that, they got no inventory. They, 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 keep in mind, they ran down the inventory during the pandemic. Okay, inventory is, is nothing right now. Build inventory. So, so the rebuilding of inventory is here to get done as well. Again, inflationary. Infrastructure. We're going to do a trillion dollar infrastructure program. You know, I think that was done. We've got to improve our. What we're doing is we're 2,500 years of globalization and realizing that, oh my God, the United States is in. Is in it's in. Okay, we, we have. Is now our enemy Taiwan trouble. And by the way, for people talking about China blowing smoke on Taiwan, they said the same thing at Hong Kong. Look what's happened over there. You know, those guys, when they say something, they mean it. So, so we're going to have to do infrastructure. That's a trillion dollars worth of infrastructure this year, next year, and the year after. So, again, two or three months, no. So, look, is there some pent-up demand that's going to go away in a couple months? Yeah. But are, are maybe used car prices going to drop some as we get more production? Yeah, but all this other stuff is happening. And then we also have uh, older Americans have stockpiled $35 trillion worth of, of assets. This is according to the Wall Street Journal out there. And, you know, that these are – when they define older, it's 70 and older. So these are, these are basically people – quite a bit into retirement, and they have huge amounts of money. They have 30, 27% of the assets. 30 years ago, they had 20% of the assets. This is partially due to financialization and super high stock and bond prices and real estate. But that money is going to start be, it's going to start coming down to the younger generation, and, and, and they're going to spend more too. And so, and, and the seventh thing we've got going is, is young people are now starting to buy houses. They've lived in apartments. They realize, oh, my God, I'm going to be trapped in this apartment for a year. Maybe they want to start a family. The, the, the other thing is they're working from home now. Even for companies coming back, a lot of the companies are going to let employees work for maybe a day a week or two days a week from home. Well, if you're in an apartment with your roommate and you both are working from home, that's a pretty miserable experience all the time. And so they're looking for a place to do. And I had a fascinating talk with a friend of mine. She's in technology, and uh, uh, you know she, she's well known in, in the area. And, and, and one of the the big the, the big I bring up stuff, and she's like, Ted, yeah, we've been talking about that for a while here. But uh, but you know, it, it, 
companies are kind of offloading some of their office expense on the on on. on on employees if they're working from home, then they don't have to put them in an office. They don't have to, you don't have to supply everything in an office. They don't, you know, they can go give them a couple thousand dollar allowance or something to, you know, to make sure their routers and stuff and computers are up good every year, but they save a lot of money. So, so they're kind of offshoring, they're in a way offshoring their office space in their, their office infrastructure on, on, on the employees. And this is kind of a talk out there among among young people, like, wait a minute, I'm paying, you know, this is costing me money. So, but a lot of young people, when they're buying, they're realizing, hey, I need a house just for kids, but I need an office too in the house. We need bigger office or I can't live in an apartment. I, I need homes. So there's going to be the, the home, the, this home buying trend. Young people have, unlike past generations, they've not been buying houses. They're behind on buying houses. They're starting to buy houses. So my point to you is all of this stuff is adding up to a push here that's going to be inflationary. And, and, and this, this, is the, this is the problem we're running into with this type of stuff. These, these big mega trends uh, out there of, you know, two to three, two or three and a half trillion of extra spending. Uh, there's pent-up demand from the COVID virus. The reshaping of the supply chain, the rebuilding of inventories, the new infrastructure, rebuilding of the United States infrastructure, the older Americans starting to let, you know, send money to the next generation. These are all in the, in the shortage of housing and the move of young people to start families and get homes with offices in them that they need a home with an office. These are long-term trends with the exception of the pent-up demand. just near. So this is why this inflation is changing out there. Where we are right now, so so this school of thought out there that's transitory and and, and they've got the, the Fed funds at one point four percent is 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 a problem. You cannot have zero Fed funds and not paying people money. You got this this two to three trillion dollars sitting out there in a red hot economy in super inflation. The Fed's got to get interest rates up. The Fed is behind the curve. They've been listening to the Biden administration and our modern monetary theory. You know, they're working on the woke Federal Reserve. They're flying gay pride flags in front of the, the – the, 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 and I'm not meaning to pick on gay people. It's just, you know, in front of the Federal Reserve office in Houston, it's like, you know, they're doing, you know, racial justice seminars. That's not your job. Your job is to protect the dollar, the spending power of the, of the people of the United States of America, the method of exchange for doing business in the United States. If you want to get into the woke world and, you know, change the world, go ahead and do it. Let's start a new central bank controlled by the uh, out there that, that can, this main job is to protect the American people. And this is a problem. The Fed's eye is off the ball. They're paying attention to everything. Everything else out there, you know, critical race theory, this, that, and everything else, and, and, and they're letting the inflation genie get out of the bottle. And this is going to be a problem, and it's going to continue. So don't believe these people that say this is just going to go away. They're going to try to make you think it's going to go away, but these are big long-term trends. So, so what we're dealing with here is you're going to have to protect your retirement over the long term. Now, now, that means should I be fully invested? Probably not, because here's the problem. You've got to have some cash in the sidelines because somewhere in here the Federal Reserve is going to have to act. The, 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 we got the Jackson Hole meeting coming up here at the end of the summer. Maybe it's then. Uh, but but the, the, keep in mind, in two weeks, less than two weeks, we're going to have the CPI and PPI numbers come out for for June. Does anybody think we're going to have low inflation in June? It, and the answer is is no. And so, so understand where we are in the world, and understand you're going to have to start managing it. All long-term bond funds are going to be in trouble, uh, but the, the interest rates are going to start having to go up. Uh, this, this is you cannot have three, four percent inflation and have zero Fed funds at in one point seven four percent. So, so in the market, if you look at the market, and we're going to discuss this after the break, is not positioning right now for that. It's changed its positioning. I'm going to expand upon that. But tell you what, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Same Show. By the way, if you haven't gone to our website, go to our website. Uh, if, you, if you need some help with retirement, that's what we do. We manage uh, funds uh, to try to protect you from this type of environment. Uh, with retirement funds at Max Out Savings Advisors. And you can request an appointment with me here in Houston. Just go to the website, 
maxoutsavings.com and sign up for the free report. It's absolutely free. We don't bother you. It's a private list, and it comes out once a month and talking about all the issues we're discussing here in the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. You can give us a call, 713-339-1070 here at the show. Uh, the, we, talk, we talk about this inflation. This is just Thursday's Wall Street Journal. This is one section, business and finance. Next round going to cost you more. They're talking about drink prices going up. And, and what they're saying is, is the cost of cardboard packaging, aluminum cans, transportation, energy are going up. Well, they didn't also say that the price of corn and everything else these people use is going up. But fascinatingly, uh, uh, affecting beer costs, aluminum prices have increased 70% since May. The price of aluminum can has gone from 10 to 15 cents, depending on the size, to 25 to 30 cents just for the aluminum cans. And, and, and then the cost of the cost to move uh, a truckload uh, of, of ingredients 600 miles has gone has doubled to two thousand dollars, and then we we get another story here. Uh, strong demand pushes up freight. High demand is leading to bottlenecks at ports around the world. But then this is the interesting one: General Mills to increase prices, cutting cost, citing cost. Excuse me. More expensive ingredients, packaging, trucking, and labor will push General Mills overall cost about seven percent higher, and then. Over the next year or so. So again, what these these executives are saying is, look, this is not a long term thing. Seven percent over a year or so is substantial. It's not a transitory thing. We've already had you know four or five months of inflation that was supposed to be transitory. It's going to last a month or two. They're telling us up it could go twelve to eighteen. Inflation continues to be a problem out there, and it is. This is a game changer overall. 
in, in, in the markets. And, and so this is something that, that I think I think we want to uh, understand and, and position accordingly. This is we have record levels of debt. We have the highest debt levels, twenty eight trillion dollars worth of government debt interest rates very much, and it's going to mostly manifest itself through a falling dollar. And typically, this is what happens when countries get in trouble. They're forced by a falling dollar to raise rates. Now, everyone's buying the deflation thing right now. And if you look at it, interest rates have been declining since about March, but that's going to change. And as they decline, the price of gold hasn't gone anywhere either because again they're buying the narrative that the Federal Reserve and the Biden administration is 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 saying is is look that there's going to be no inflation but gold dropped off a little bit in here recently but but it's still on trend to go higher it, it, and and what we're going to see is if you if you look at the markets right now let's take a look at that the S and P five hundred so where are we going to go Ted that's near a high it's broken out but if you analyze it. If, if you look at the at the Dow Jones average, which is a lot of the companies doing well, it hasn't broken out to a new high in here, and it it, 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 it peaked back in uh, April May timeframe. Now, so it's like, how is the market up at new highs here? And the answer is the tech stocks, and the tech stocks are running up again because again, in a world of low inflation, the interest rates the ten years falling to one point four percent, low inflation, long term the Fed don't worry, the Fed's the Fed's getting tough and they're now hawkish and they're gonna raise rates in twenty three. How they're gonna raise rates twice in twenty three, what is that, fifty basis points? So so they're going, look, we got these tech stocks are growing in a world of of, of, of low interest. Well, that's, the Fed is going to have to do something. And all these tech stocks are tremendously overvalued. The Biden administration is coming after them out there. Uh, they, 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 this, they're getting ready to release, uh, put together whole new packages to look at them on an antitrust basis. Uh, the, the, the federal judge uh, sent back the, the, the Facebook uh, antitrust to the government, but th- but they can add more stuff to it, which is what they're going to do. And the, here's the problem with the I said the Biden administration is going to come after the tech companies. Well, what are the, the Republicans are furious with Google, Facebook, Twitter, and the rest of them for censoring for censoring politics in, in the United States of America. So everybody is fed up with the tech companies here. So they're they're going to do something with the tech companies. So so this so the idea that these tech stocks are going to break out. I just don't think you're going to see it happen. I think they're pushing the market up right now. Somewhere in here, we're going to get a realization in any of the inflation numbers coming up for this month or the month after. People are going to see that this inflation is real. Interest rates are going to have to start going up. The Biden administration is going to go after that. And if I'm the Biden administration, I would rather have a correction in here because that's going to lessen the pressure of the Fed to raise interest rates, which they're desperately trying to stop in here right now to somehow control this inflation. So, so we, you know, as we said, the 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 Nasdaq is up, but if you look at the transport, and we just we just had a story on the on the bottlenecks in transports. Transports have been dropping in here again. It's almost the same type of thing. They they peaked back in early May. And they've been dropping for a couple months. And the idea that the economy, this is a transitory situation, everything's going to be unblocked, nothing to see here, people are going to run out of money real quick. It's not going to happen. And so you still want to be, I think, in the industrials. I think you want to be in the precious metals. You want to be in the inflation plays. I think the tech sector is going to be the problem. And so I think you've got to prepare yourself. Again, don't buy the idea that rates are going down. I, I, I just can't believe that people are falling into this trap, which is what I think it is. So this is something to think about overall is is understand that if you have a 30-year retirement and a 5% inflation will destroy your retirement. And that, I mean, just run the numbers out on this. You're going to run out of money if, you're, if you have a pension, if you have a fixed annuity, if you've, if you've annuitized your annuity, if you have Social Security. Anywhere where you're going to have fixed income coming in, inflation is devastating. And you can handle it for a year or two, but if you get three or four years of this, it's devastating. After The closest analogy to this was after World War II, prices went up 30% over a about a two-and-a-half to three-year period. Now, here's the good news. At the end of it, they went down for a couple months. So they went down three, you know, maybe two or three percent. Well, 
your costs were up 30%. And so that means people's standard of living dropped 30% unless they were able to manage through inflation. And so I think this is something I think think we're really going to be looking at. Now, I tell you what, this is the last segment. If you want to get in with a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-70 here at the Max Out Savings Show. Now, another thing I, I wanted to uh, to touch base on here today is the uh, is the uh, the situation with with the in, the inventories. This is something corporate America's costs are going up across the board, it, and it, it it's not just it, it's not just their input costs are going up, their labor costs are going up, as we talked about on the show. Every single company out there has this help wanted sign up everywhere, so that so the la- so the their their labor costs are going up. At the same time, they're having to rebuild inventory, and they're having to add. Many of them are having to add warehouses and stockpile additional amounts of inventory. Well, if you've got more inventory, that means you've got to borrow money to sit there and fund the inventory. So their their, their inventory costs. Their borrowing costs are going to go up. Their labor costs are going up. Their materials costs are going up. Their transport costs are going up. Everything is going up across the board. And as we just just uh, talked about a story in the Wall Street Journal, uh, General Mills on the earnings call. Hey, guys, look, our cost of, of transportation, labor, commodities, we expect to go up 7% over the next year or so. He didn't say over the next two or three months in a transitory thing. But, but long term, and, and so this is feeding on itself. And the danger we're running into is we got, as we talked about it at the beginning of the show, depending on what 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 trend line you're looking at, savings rate is is above trend line, above trend line two point three to three point five trillion dollars more. That this money is out there, so this money is out there. It's getting very little in the money market fund or in CDs, and yet. The cost of things are going up. So this is putting further pressure on people. And what's happening is what this means, and this is a very important point to understand, is is that you're, that there's, there's the inflationary psychology is beginning to come into the market. Inflationary psychology is coming into investments. Once the inflation psychology is there, it's very hard to get rid of. We went through 25 years of people as inflation went down saying inflation was going to take off. And they finally threw the towel in a couple years ago when, when after the Federal Reserve flooded the system with money in 2008-9 financial crisis, and, and the inflation didn't go up. Well, that is because it stayed at the top of the financial structure. With all the super wealthy, it stayed up on Wall Street, the financialization of everything. Now that money is coming down, it's being spent because people are realizing, oh my God, I have to own something. I have to own precious metals. I have to own a house, a property. I have to own a property. I have to own an oil company. I have to own an oil field. I have to own things that I, I know are going to be there because I don't know they're going to cost more every year, so I want to buy them now. It, 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 and then, so in many cases, if you're buying something now, a, a piece of property or an oil field or whatever, you have to borrow. Well, I can, I can borrow at record low cost right now because the Federal Reserve has rates so cheap because they say the inflation is going to be transferred. The American people aren't acting like it. Corporate America isn't acting like it. So this is a danger. And I think you're going to see this accelerate here. And this is what you've got to be very careful because somewhere in here, the Fed is going to have to react. And when they do, it's going to be very bad for the stock market and in particular for, for a lot of these high growth stocks. And this is this is something you see. I mean, right now the tech sector is hitting new highs. Nothing to see here. It's growing. They're going to grow for. Look, we at Maxwell Savings Advisors, we purchased the oil and gas companies back in October of November last year. Everyone said they were going away at the time. They were giving away Exxon and Shell and all these companies, Chevron, for for nothing. And the stocks were yielding seven percent. It was or more. It was extraordinary. And, and now, all of a sudden, they're back in favor. Well, the same thing, you're going to see shift in the technology sector. So in this world, you want to have short-term bonds. You want to have inflation plays. You want to have precious metals. You want to have overseas investments. And you want to protect yourself from what we're seeing in the future. So anyway, these are some thoughts 
or, or comments on, on, on what, what we're looking for. And, and I, I think this is going to continue. Now, there is also a school of thought that we could have deep, uh, stagflation. Now, the, the stagflation is the economy stagnates and the inflation continues. That's possible, too. But I think what we're based on, remember, remember these big themes we talked about here during the show today on, on why we see the inflation, the three, two to three point five trillion extra savings, the pent up demand, the reshoring of the supply chains in the United States because of the China and the COVID issues, the rebuilding of inventory. The, the one tr- we're going to assume the trillion dollar infrastructure program is going to get done. The Republicans want it, the Democrats want it. Something's going to get done there. We have we have a new generation that's going into housing. You know, the young people are now buying houses. They, three years ago, young people didn't want to buy a house. Why do I want a house? What do we need a house for? I've got this apartment. I'm living in town. This is great. I'm going out every single night. It's fantastic. I don't even need, all I need is a bed. Well, all of a sudden, when they have to work from home, all of a sudden, when they have a pandemic or something, they're realizing, or all of a sudden, if they get married and have a family, they need a bigger place. They haven't bought houses for years. So this is a, these are all big trends, with the exception of the reopening trade of the economy, reopen spending. That might go on for another three or four months. But these other ones are big trends. And, and so I think you're going to see things reasonably strong. Keep in mind, this is very similar to the 70s. In the 60s, you had the guns and butter, record spending, Vietnam War, the Great Society, the same thing. We got the, we got the, the, the Biden administration. Nobody has to work. Free money for everybody. We've had the wars, but, but what we injected huge amounts of money because of the coronavirus, which was like a war. So it's very similar to, to the Vietnam War, and, and this was like a war. And again, as we talked earlier in the show, this is very similar to World War II. The, the level of spending in, in, in for the COVID, and even it, last year was World War II levels. This year they want to do the same thing. We haven't seen that percentage of spending since World War II. So this is going to be like the 70s. During that time, you can make a lot of money in the 70s, but you got to be in the right things. The indexing is going to go away over time once once they start cracking down on this inflation. that's So anyway, so you want to prepare yourself. But look, if you haven't gone to our website, go to maxoutsavings.com, sign up for our free newsletter, or if you need some help, I'll be happy to sit down with you and show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market to deal with these in, these type of times. So if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. And remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively. This is the key to building up wealth. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term. We see you next week, and I hope everyone has a fantastic Fourth of July weekend. Uh, the, the United States is the greatest country in the world. There is no doubt about that, and we should celebrate it. So I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show.